0: Welcome to episode number five of Tinkering the Future of Work and Life by Blueways Boutique. I'm Bertrand and today I'm with my co-host Erika. Hi. And Bernardo. Hello. We have a great topic for you guys today. We will talk about communication because the world is experiencing a total communication breakdown and we have a lot of tips to share with you.
1: Welcome to the Tinkering the Future of Work and Life produced by Blueways Boutique. Providing you with a fresh and positive look at the future of work by sharing little tips and magic tricks for your daily dose of confidence. Today I heard something.
2: Today I saw something.
0: Today I've tried something. something. Together Together we we have learned. learned.
1: I believe in more a lack of communication, yeah.
2: I don't think the world has ever heard of that word.
1: Do you think? I believe it, yeah.
0: I think we have more communication tools, means, devices, channels than ever before. We do. But but... the problem is human.
2: Yes. Human
0: forgot how to communicate, maybe. Even with so many tools, communication is still... Lacking. It's so sad, actually, because communication is some kind of the foundation of our civilization. That's why we are human being, because we communicate, no?
1: Yes, but don't forget that, like you said, tools. We, we are not used to communicate with tools. We are used to communicate face-to-face.
0: You think when I see people in the restaurant staring at the phone, they are not used to communicate face-to-face. They are face-to-face, but they don't communicate. <laughs> yeah,
2: but that's the problem of today's society. We're so over-reliant on tools, that communication is non-existent. But I think it's time to change that.
0: Yeah, maybe it is, but sorry to say that, Bernardo, people start to talk to robots. Yeah? <sighs> and in my opinion, it's not communication because we can talk to many kind of people, but in my opinion, talking to a robot is not communication because a robot is not a person. No.
2: No, and the answer the robot gives you as a controlled answer is not a communication. It's a reply from a machine. <laughs> well,
1: in some ways, it's more easy to talk to a machine than a person, right?
2: Yes, at least we expect what the robot is going to say. A person, no. Okay. Will...
0: I would say let's forget the machine <laughs> for a while because, yeah, sorry, the internet is full of machines. Every single hour, we have news about a new robot, a new bot doing this, a new bot doing that. What if we would focus a little bit on humans today? What do you think? Yes. I think it's a good start. So, with whom can we communicate?
2: With everyone. Family, friends, co-workers, bosses, leaders, the guy from the supermarket. Animals. Yes. That as well, yes. Plants. You don't get a reply, but it's good to talk to plants.
1: You think that maybe people get? I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. But uh, there's different types of communication, yeah. With different people. I think the communication is the base for each relationship.
0: So you mean we have uh, different ways of communicating depending on the person with whom we communicate?
1: Mm-hmm. No, I f- believe.
0: For sure. Uh, how would you express that, for example?
1: In the way you talk, in the way... Your tone as well, it's different if you're talking to, for example, a boss or to a friend or someone from your family. Already your tone is different.
2: Yeah, if you talk to um, a co-worker or a boss, your tone is more formal more calm, but if you speak to a family member, it's more warming, and inviting.
1: Or not, depending on relationship you have with that person, you know.
0: I think I need to review my communication skills because <laughs> I tend to be very informal with uh, people I communicate with even in the job. But don't, and I'm not formal with my mom.
1: <laughs> well, you don't need to. But don't forget that each person has a different type of communication. It's not for everyone. Each
2: person has their own communication, and way to communicate things. uh, I I think our way of communication also comes with our education. We are educated on communicating in a specific way according to the social group you are inserted in.
0: Sure, from culture to culture it's different from country to country, the way to communicate, the way to talk. Therefore, sometimes we have the feeling when we meet people from another country that, for example, they are yelling at each other. They don't. It's just a way of expressing themselves. That's in the culture. Of, for example, you have other culture where you think people always agree. And finally, in the discussions, they disagree. It's just because they communicate in a different way. So communication is broad, is wide, is complex. Mm-hmm. Sometimes can be messy. But in a way, communication is essential. Because we can build a lot of things with communication.
2: Yeah, with communication, you can build trust, reliability, Transparency, which is very important for a good communication. Again, you can build relationships based on communication.
1: You can avoid a lot of things as well. Depending on your type of communication, like I said, the tone and everything, you can avoid discussions or arguments, like you want to say, yeah.
2: yeah. You can get out of a tough situation if you know how to communicate.
1: Yes, communicate, not manipulate.
2: No, that's not communication.
0: And miscommunication can lead to the opposite as well. Yeah? If you don't know how to communicate, if you struggle communicating to people, expressing yourself clearly, expressing what you want, or expressing agreement or disagreement in a um, specific manner, you can create misunderstanding and communication can build and communication can destroy finally.
2: Yes, you can be a very good communicator like we've seen with many politicians. They know how to communicate. That's why they can pull in voters.
0: They know how to communicate that's what Erica said it's manipulation and propaganda
1: I didn't say about that (laughs) I said about normal conversations not a specific topic but yeah can be yes I believe that communication is very adaptable because you have always to adapt your type of communication to the other person trying to convince someone or something like that so it's interesting yes you can be a lot of things with communication like you said you can destroy it as well
2: And I think not only you adapt to the other person, but you can also adapt your communication to the specific situation you're going through. If you are a very unhinged person when you're communicating, if it's a very serious situation, you tone down on the excitement when communicating and you communicate in a more calmly manner. So you bring the seriousness of the situation.
1: But for that, we are talking about the types of communication then. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, just listening to you and I'm thinking okay I really need to review my communication type because calming down when I say something serious usually I make jokes tend to put way too more energy in the stuff I say even uh, if maybe sometimes I could take some time and explain slower
1: I don't think that's a problem with that it's your type of it's your way to communicate things I don't think it's a problem everyone is different in the way they communicate
0: But just one thing I would like to ask you before we go to the type of communication. We talk about communication, the way we adapt, the tone of voice, the way we speak, the energy we put, but is listening not also part of the communication?
2: Of course, you cannot communicate without listening.
1: Well, you can, but you're talking
2: alone. But that's not communication. (laughs) Normally communication is both ways or third ways or
0: with... In
1: the group or whatever
0: Or a group, yeah. So it's about having a dialogue, so having a moment of sharing. And in sharing, there is the one who talk, and there is the one who listens. Mm-hmm. You will switch from being the one who talks to the one who listens. Yeah. And listening is maybe just as important as the way you talk. Yes.
1: I think it's equal. That's why when you begin the podcast and you said there's a breakdown, I think it's a lack of communicating and listening. People forget how to communicate, but also forget to
0: listen to the others. That was a little bit what I was thinking when I came with communication breakdown. Because people talking, we see that a lot. You took the example of politicians. Do politicians listen? So that we don't know, more or less, maybe, okay. When we see communication in the way of Facebook posts, YouTube, social media, we see a lot of people talking. The question is, who is listening? And how do these people listen? Because maybe if they would listen a little bit more, they should be a little bit more critical or pay a little bit more attention to what people say, if it's right, wrong, if they have something to say, if they want to react. Maybe the lack of communication that we experiment today is mostly due to people not ready to listen anymore. In terms of
2: social media, you see a lot of people talking but not listening. That's why the comments are way too negative nowadays. That's, everyone has something to say. The problem is that they don't listen. They want to share their opinion without listening to other people. In social media, outside of social media, you still have a lack of active listening and communication as well. People prefer not to listen and not saying anything. And when they do say, sometimes they can say the wrong things.
1: If I may. Not specific to communication, but following what you said, um, I think people don't care, honestly, nowadays. You can see that because, like you said, Bernardo, the um, bad comments, that's what make views. Unfortunately, what I see nowadays in society is not all people, of course, but most of the people really don't care about having the comment the conversation to listen others just just want to be shown just that, but for the other people who are normal and want to listen, <laughs> this is a podcast for them
0: exactly so guys, if you are listening to the podcast, please. Stop your social media, stop browsing, stop liking, stop swiping. Switch everything off and listen to the podcast because listening is part of the communication. If you want to learn something about communication, stop doing something else because it's about also a proof of not listening or paying attention. As you said, people don't care, meaning the people who post would talk, don't communicate because they just want to have views and they are aiming for views or an audience. It's the same in company as well. Mm -hmm. People don't want to do the work or don't want to communicate with the team. They just want to be the one who will present to the boss.
2: Yeah, they want to be seen.
0: Exactly the same behavior. But finally, the others in front of them don't even want to listen because usually you can be on social media, people are doing something else, don't pay attention, commenting way too fast. But in the company, it's the same. You see people doing something else, checking the emails, answering to the chat, during a conversation, or what is supposed to be a conversation. And that is
2: if they go to the chat.
1: But not all people are equal. You have people who listen, who want to communicate better. We can focus on that once.
0: Sure, so if we can, let's try to fix it. And Mm -hmm. let's move a little bit to the topic, types of communication, the style of communication. It's important if you want to be heard, if you want to be listened, sure, you should have an audience who wants to listen, but there's also a way to express yourself, and to lead this communication. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. I think a good way to lead a conversation and to make others listen to you, this in the workplace, in this case, is knowing how to communicate in a very, um, how do I say this? Pay attention to me way. Okay, listen to me. Don't pay attention to anything that surrounds you. Just listen to me and focus on me. If you um, have a very broad speech and very uninspiring speech, nobody's going to listen to you. Nobody will even pay attention to you. I think you have to be calm, concise, and very um, attractive when speaking.
1: Do you think everyone in the company
2: is like that? No, 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 no. I'm not saying people in the company are like that. I'm saying if people want to be heard in the company, they should do this. I'm not saying everyone is like that because it's very hard to find people like that.
1: So you don't talk to the people who clean? Because normally the people who clean doesn't have that speech?
2: Normally they do. When you talk to cleaning people, they know how to speak very well. The problem is that nobody wants to speak for them.
1: They speak very well or they, like you said, they are attractive?
2: When they speak, they have a type of communication that makes you want to listen to them. The problem is that nobody wants to talk to them. Mm. That's my opinion, of course.
0: (laughs) Sure. Yeah, for me, my feeling is, for example, a little bit different because you were talking about the people who clean and to be very honest and very fair, I get bored very quickly in meetings, in whole hand meetings and that stuff. It's so boring and it could be done in a different way because what I'm looking for in the conversation is some kind of a story, some kind of sharing, is receiving something that the other will give. When I mean receiving, it's not giving a gift or telling me they will give me something. It's just telling a story. I like to listen to, we were talking about family, I would like to listen to grandfathers, grandmothers, to older people, because they have stories to tell, they have stories to share. Here in the village, I like to talk to the fisherman, because he has a story to tell, he has something to share. And his purpose, when he tells a story, is not to be shown, It's not to be heard, It's to share the story. And that's what I like and makes me listen. I'm more sensitive to the topic than to the tone of voice, finally.
1: I don't know if I'm right, Bernardo, but I think what you were trying to say is that people know what they are talking about.
2: Yeah, it can be. If you're communicating, you don't know what you're talking about. Nobody's gonna pay attention, for
0: sure. But it's most of the time like this. Yeah, yeah. people just for talking. And I remember I had a friend, an old friend of mine, who was most of the time quiet, and she was always saying. Yeah, sure, I don't speak because if I don't have something interesting to share or something interesting to say, I'd rather shut up than opening my mouth to say something that has no value for the others.
2: Yeah. It's a very famous phrase. If you don't have anything nice to say,
0: don't say nothing at all. Erica is skeptical.
1: No, no, that's fine. It's like I said, I think there different ways of communication. In the workplace, yes, I think you don't have anything that adds value more or less to what you're doing or to talk to others, maybe you shouldn't talk because there are places in place, right? There are people and they have friends and they are co uh, workers. So, of course, that's different. But I don't believe that everything is black and white.
0: It is not, but in the company, because you took the workplace, people mix communication with having meetings. And finally, if you meet your family, if you meet your friends, don't you think you always have a purpose? When I mean purpose, it's not you expect something for your friends. But if you meet your family, it's just because you are happy to see them, for mm-hmm. example. Or you have an event. If you meet your friends, you want to share news, you have the purpose to spend a good time. If you create a meeting in the company, most of the time it's just because you are too lazy to write down a clear purpose for the people and to give concrete direction on contribution request. For the people, you don't know what to do, and you have some time to spend to stay occupied in the company. So you create a meeting, which ends up to very poor communication during the meeting because you don't have a purpose and you don't have anything to really share. Finally, most of the meeting is just reading documents.
2: Yeah. yeah, and we're not saying that all companies are like this, but most of them just share meetings for the sake of create meetings for the, sh- the sh- um, sake of creating meetings. I even stuttered. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So in the type of communication, maybe the purposeful communication is important.
1: Yeah, I think it's important that people are assertive as well in the way they communicate. Not being rude to the others, of course, but to be assertive. It's not easy, but I think it's very important in the workplace.
2: But can you be assertive without being
0: rude?
1: Of course you can.
0: Passionate, for example, is a way, in my opinion, to be assertive. When you believe in something a lot, you convey passion. You are very assertive if you are passionate about your topic. Doesn't mean you are rude. You just bring a lot of energy on the table. You share with people, you want people to know, you want people to
1: react. Yeah, it's like you said about the purpose, about your belief. What you think it's better for that moment, it's a way of you being assertive about what you're saying. And for me, of course. Bernardo
2: doesn't agree. No, no, no. I agree. I was thinking. L- what you just said is the um, is when you share your beliefs. Of course, it can be sometimes hard when the other person doesn't share your belief. I know. But I think when you uh, when you know how to communicate and listen to others, you can share those two beliefs and intertwine them without having any conflicts. Because if you just share your belief, even if you are very passionate. If the other person doesn't agree with your belief and you keep sharing your belief, the people will say like, nah, I know, that's what you believe in, not me.
1: Yes, of course, because communication is not just communication. You have a lot of things. You you have to be clear, you have to explain your point of view, but you have to have open mind as well. You have to care about what the other person believes as well. That's why I said communication is adaptable. Mm-hmm. Because, well, you are always the same person, but the person in front of you, maybe it's not.
2: <laughs> yeah, we hope not. Otherwise, you're speaking to a mirror. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. Imagine people would agree all the time. It would be super boring. I mean, disagreement is something different from argument. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not sharing point of view, having different point of view, usually brings something new to the table. That's the way you create. Just because people disagree, you have different vision, different point of view of things, then you can create something. Of course, if people yell, if people argue it's not a conversation anymore, it's not even communication, it's just two people yelling or three people yelling, and the louder we win, it's not some kind of communication. But if people disagree, bring different point of view to the table, it's usually, most of the time, is super interesting. The result is interesting, because it creates something new, which is not the point of view of one single person, but something created by many persons.
2: And that is if the person knows how to communicate verbally, very well in this case, but... If you are someone that doesn't have the right amount of skills to be a good communicator, they can also use their body to share their message.
1: Yes, I was going to ask that, but uh, how can you use your body to communicate? Because it's not that easy.
2: It's not, no.
1: It's like you said, if you're not a great communicator, your body isn't as well.
2: No, it's not. Body language, in my opinion, of course, depends on your posture sometimes. If you have a very close body posture, it means you are a very close person. But if you have a more relaxed and open body posture, it means you are more receptive, more open to interactions. Mm. That's
1: about the emotions, confidence
0: and all. It's
1: mm-hmm. not that easy.
0: It's not. I never said it was. Confidence, And it's about also what you know about the topic and what you want to bring to the table. Mm-hmm. I would take two examples of people I knew from my past experience very well. One of them is a perpetual, I would say, bullshitter. He talks a lot of stuff that he doesn't understand. He thinks he's the greatest communicator in the world, and he thinks he has to rule everything. Finally, when you see him in public speaking, usually standing, speaking of body language, is just walking downwards very often and staring at his shoes. Because finally, he may think he can cheat, but he cannot because the body language doesn't lie. And finally, instead of walking forward, walking towards the people to share something, he's walking downwards because he's cheating. Okay, sorry, I take negative people, but because it's obvious by them. And there's one who is lying a lot, really professional liar. And usually in a group, he's always talking louder and tries to occupy the space. To avoid other people to think about the incoherencies in the language. So I don't know if you can compensate who you are with the body language or if finally the body language sadly tells the truth most of the time. Because tweaking body language is quite difficult in my opinion. The body says everything.
1: You can. You can train the body language. It's difficult because it's your response, your body. It's natural. It's something natural. So when people talk louder, it seems it normally is because people are nervous and don't want the other person to understand that. But you can train that. It's a long training, but you can.
0: Yes, it's what you do in secret services. Mm-hmm.
1: Or oh, in TED talks.
0: Or oh, in TED talks, exactly. For example,
1: <laughs> I didn't get that, but
0: <laughs> but TED talks. Uh, all the same. The problem is TED Talk, because it's a short training also, they don't mm-hmm. have a lot of time to train. Because Even if it's intensive, if you look at TED Talk, the trainer is teaching all the speakers the same stuff. And finally, all the speakers have some kind of similarities in the body language. You see that, okay, you had a great training, your delivery is nice, but it was built.
1: Yes, but normally you can see that also the example that Bernardo gave earlier in politicians. is always the same body posture, more or less. I think I don't see a lot of...
2: And a lot that, of hands. Yes. My God, do those guys love to move the hands.
1: Because it gives tensions on yeah. what you're saying. Easy tricks, of course, but you cannot trick your own body to feel what you feel.
2: So. No. As soon as you're nervous, your body...
0: Shows it straight away. Now let's go to one other topic because we talk body language. Mm -hmm. What if you don't have a body? Meaning (laughs) you are in front of the camera. So you still have a body, (laughs) but not a physical one. Okay.
2: Yeah. Love the way you phrased it. Sorry.
0: You're in front of the camera. Most laptops, camera, mobile phone, camera. Yes.
1: They cut your body, yeah.
0: They cut your legs, so you just lost your legs. Mm. And they cut. If you're not lucky half of your chest, and they even cut your arms if you don't have a wide angle. So it's a little, little part of your body which is remaining. But it's the part
1: that most people look at your face and And the way you talk.
2: And it's the trickiest one to train. It's the facial expressions. Mm -hmm. And the way you look, where you are looking, how your mouth moves, if you're smiling, if you have a downward smile, if you have some ticks like... mm -hmm. Facial expressions are very tricky to
0: train but it's the most accurate one yeah yeah but in front of the camera is completely biased just for one reason when you are listening which we said is part of communication usually you want to look at this person mm-hmm. you want to see this person in front of the camera during a video call if you look at this person it looks as if you would do something else because if you don't look at the camera you don't give the impression that you are listening Finally, if you look at the person, you look downward, because usually the person you are looking at is downward. So it's completely biased. Sure, you can see the mouth, you can continue to detect a lot of face expression, but the eye contact is often completely biased because of that.
1: Yes, but you have also the phone calls, for example. If you want to go there, you have the phone calls, you don't see the face of people as well. But you okay. know what you're saying, you know... The tone they are saying and everything. Missing the eye contact, yes, especially in companies. But you can have communication as well. Not 100% perfect, of course not. But you can have it.
0: When it's a phone call, you totally lost your body. Even emails. Yes,
1: your face as well. Even
0: emails. You lose your voice. (laughs) Yeah, you lose everything. You lose the sound, you lose the image. So maybe we could go then to the... Communication challenges that we are facing nowadays because the moments where people are face-to-face become very sparse. Remote work is here to stay. It's massively adopted. But it's not everything. Global collaboration exists as well because we have many means of communication. So we have way more people, teams, and even families that are split all around the world because people travel more. It's more usual that you have one family member the other side of the ocean. Exist. So we don't have the opportunity to have the face-to-face physical communication as often as we had it before. We have other means to compensate, way more, new means. But the face-to-face physical part of the communication where you have the maximum amount of information because we have our full body, complete with legs, arms and everything. If we don't have a cult, we have our voices, we can listen to people and see everything. But it brings also a lot of challenges, the global, the distance, everything.
1: I think that talking communication digitally, like you said, family and co-workers, it's very different. I think it's best if we focus on co-workers, because it's very difficult to work with um, separated families, like you said. I think it's another podcast we can do about the co-workers. I think it's about the hierarchy. Sorry, I forgot. <laughs> you, I don't know if you are a nurse of course, but well. In different layers of the company, you have different types of communication. The way you communicate, the tone, everything, more formal, more informal. If it's equal to you, you're more friendly, more easygoing, per se. Uh, if it's more high than you, well, your communication change digital or not it's worse in person
2: yeah I was gonna say that in person it can be a bit worse you can be friendly with someone at, this, at your level but sometimes not sometimes with people in your level you can be the rudest co-worker they have
1: I'm trying to give a positive mood
2: yeah but we have to be realistic as well <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but it's true. Depending on your audience, your um, conversation style and communication style is changing. For example, for me, I will be way more assertive if it's a client or if mm-hmm. it's a top executive, because I know that challenging them helps often. Being super challenging with them helps often. If it's a colleague, if it's a co-worker, I will try to be more empowering, motivating and try to support them way more maybe it's the opposite of what people do in companies, but that's the way I do. But it's true that we often tune our communication to the audience mm-hmm. we are talking to. Mm-hmm. But since we talked about digital and non-digital communication right before, mm-hmm. don't you think it disappears a little bit with digital communication that... Nowadays, with digital communication, people tend to use a language that I don't understand personally, making half sentences, talking in the chat as if you will talk to a bro.
2: Yeah, we see that sometimes with people uh, in your layer. In this case, you have a more informal and shortened communication using sometimes slang or shortened words. But when it's someone in a higher layer of uh, hierarchy, you have Longer sentences, longer words, more formal tone of language.
1: That only happens when you communicate. Yeah, because Bernardo pays attention.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm a very formal communicator.
0: Sometimes, sometimes. Okay. Yeah, because what we observe a little bit, let's be honest, is that people sometimes even forget a little bit about the formal limbs they should use. Not because the person is higher in their hierarchy, but just to be... Understood? Just for other people to understand them. Yes. People also forget the politeness. They do. So many times. Nowadays, with digital communication, even saying hello is not normal anymore. They start asking you the question, uh,
2: sorry, uh, yes. hello, how are you? <laughs> I'm fine, thank you. I'm still a human being, thank you.
1: <laughs> exactly. Well,
0: or not replying. It's also something that happens more and more. People don't reply, and it's quite common. It's not about being a provider or a client. I experience it for myself within the family. I have family members. They send you a message. You reply with another question. They never reply.
2: And here we thought ghosting only existed in relationships. But no, it's in communication, companies.
1: In my defense, I forget.
2: Yes, but your memory is bad. But you usually reply as well. It was not for you.
1: (laughs) Well, I don't forget, yes.
2: (laughs) Even when you forget, when you realize you have to reply, you apologize and then you reply. We're speaking about people that literally read the message and said, nah, never again. Or I will only reply when I need something.
1: I was very well educated, thank you. (laughs) 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 But I don't know. I think nowadays with the digital, yes, lost a lot of the... um, foundations of the communication the respect as well for the other you tend to forget Yes, you are in the rush maybe a lot of things to do at home when you're working from home on the office you have a lot of tasks at the same time and you send a message to anyone Ah, something about that project or everything and you didn't hi how are you oh look no you forget
2: yeah you forget that the other person might be suffering from the same thing and then... Not even, sorry, not suffering, going through. I use the wrong word,
0: sorry.
1: And then we come to the same problem. Do they care? Right. Yeah, because
0: finally what you say is that people deprioritize communication. Mm-hmm. Okay, we will not go on into multitasking because it would be another podcast topic. Exactly. But just for the audience to know if they don't know, nobody can multitask in the world because the brain cannot multitask. If you think you can, you are lying to yourself, you are cheating. Nobody can, or it's absolutely impossible. Or if you're Erica,
1: yes, I can. She's a very
2: good multitasker. The thing is that she needs to remember that she has to do it. Uh,
0: nobody is, <laughs> nobody is a very good multitasker. You have the feeling you are. Look at the outcomes that you perform, and do that without multitasking. You will see that everybody is a very poor multitasker in the world.
1: Thank you, Bertrand. Yeah, I feel so good now, <laughs> Kitty.
0: <laughs> But if you put the conversation in the middle of multitask, it's because you deprioritize it. Yes, Mm -hmm. I believe, yes. And it's so sad because as you said, communication is a foundation. And who are we to think we can deprioritize a foundation?
2: You cannot. We as human beings, we are social beings. We need to communicate.
1: Yes. (laughs) No, sorry. For example, if you expect that your family or friends communicate with you, for example, if the people don't talk to you in the same message, so you don't talk to me today, something like that. Why don't you do that at work? I'm not saying that you should treat your colleagues like a family or friends, not like that. But if you need to communicate with your family and stuff, everything, you don't need to, but you want to, you should apply like 10% of that at your work. Not a lot, it's just 10%. It's
0: super interesting because what you are saying actually is that we are way better at asynchronous communication when it comes to family, then we are at work. Yes. So sad because the environment where it requires great asynchronous communication is the work environment. So learn from the family. Exactly.
2: If you have a good communication within the family.
0: Family is very simple. It's very binary. You have good communication or no communication at all
2: usually. But I think that's in the next podcast. (laughs) That's very But I think another thing that is very important to say is that don't expect communication to happen if you don't communicate as well.
1: Maybe you don't know how to communicate.
2: Then you have to train. You have to work very hard on that. Communication is an essential skill for every any human being. Mm-hmm.
0: We are reaching the end of our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just thinking about little learnings and takeaway. And I'm thinking, my God, at least if we want real takeaways and if we want to keep our audience... We need to tell them that we will do other podcast episodes on communication to teach them things because the first one is communication is a foundation. Mm -hmm. It was deprioritized. We need to put back the priority and get back putting communication at first place. Then you had something with the family and asynchronous, right?
2: Yes, that our asynchronous communication within the family is better than the ones we have in the workplace in some companies.
1: People tend to forget that communication not just words, it's a message you want to pass for the others. You want to convict something or it's not just
0: blah blah. The vomiting of words.
1: Yes. Thank you both. Yes, exactly. It's a message you want to pass.
0: Finally we see that we have a lot more to share about communication. Yes. That's... Our listeners they can grab the three little advices about the purpose. A family inspiration for Asynchronous in the importance of communication and soon we will be back with other topics we will come with the family we will come with friends things.
2: that's how broke down communication is in the world now we need more episodes about
0: communication
1: that's when people can learn that's can what we remember. want
0: we hope you had a nice time and see you in the next episode Yeah. bye bye Still with us? We hope you enjoyed the episode and learned something valuable. We would love to hear from you and continue the discussion on Instagram at Blue Boutique. We'll find the link in the description. It was Tinkering the Future of Working Life with Erika, Bernardo and Bertrand.
2: See you next week for new amazing stories.